We are talking Arizona Cardinals on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. We've got a superstar host of Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, joining us. You can tell if you're watching us on the YouTube side of things. You see all three of our lovely faces here ready to go. Talking Arizona Cardinals. What are they looking like in the NFC West? What's going on with their offseason? What could be going on in offseasons to come? Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson, and Alex Clancy with you here on this very special episode, talking Arizona Cardinals. We're getting to know a lot of folks around the league, a lot of the hosts around the league, and a lot of the teams after this 2022 offseason as we start to get through mini camps and get into training camp at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, and at Clancy's Corner on Twitter is where you can find all of us. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first lesson here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Peacock and Williamson listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive and includes engagement. That is promo code locked on at checkout. Alex, how are we doing here in this offseason? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are an interesting team with Kyler Murray, uh, maybe a year ahead uh, or a year behind the curve of what we saw last off season with the Seattle Seahawks in the same division and their quarterback. And you didn't think they would actually do something crazy, like trade their quarterback. So I got to start there. The Arizona Cardinals wouldn't do something insane, like trade their star quarterback. Would they? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Um, I equated to, um, you know, like when you're like, hmm, should I be with this person, you know, male or female, whatever that you're a significant other. And then you see that person's DMS, that's the rest of the NFL who would trade three first-round picks and players for Kyler Murray yesterday. So I think that should be the tipping point, if nothing else, be like, this kid's special. Is he perfect? No. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. But he's the best young quarterback this organization's ever seen. I got to ask you, I, hold on. Matt. I, I, no, do it. There's something I got to get into here because Alex Clancy has been some, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Alex. So I want to I make sure that we've got this right. If I'm not mistaken, Alex, you are – not surprised, but maybe if you were an owner of said franchise, you wouldn't have the same GM and the same head coach employed. Is that where fingers should be pointed to where maybe some things have, um, you know, not gone as well, especially in the second half of seasons and, and why maybe the Arizona Cardinals for all the talent have fallen a little bit short recently with a superstar quarterback GM, Steve Kime, head coach, Cliff King, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, is are, are those jobs safe and would they be safe if Alex Clancy was in charge? Uh, I'll take the first one last, the last one first. Um, what I would do, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think Cliff is equipped to be a head coach at the NFL level, but he's shown growth the last three years. Um, I would 100% in no universe, this or an, or, or a different one extended them before, you know, the end of this upcoming season. Because I don't – when did it come, Williamson? You've been around this this game for a long time. When did yeah. a lame duck uh, head coach feel get felt bad for? Like, you know what? We don't want you to have to worry about that. Let's give you five years of security when you weren't even able to clinch your division last year on your own after starting 10-2. and two. So, so let me – so uh, all joking aside, Steve Kahn and Cliff Kingsbury, this is how I describe it on Lockdown Cardinals. 
they put together a great movie trailer separately, but the movie's not great. It's like Medellin in Entourage. The movie's not great, but the trailer at times, DeAndre Hopkins, drafting Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, Zach Ertz, all that stuff, great movie trailer. Cliff Kingsbury's been masterful with coaching, with, with, with a play calling, but the full game hasn't always been great. So they get credit for 2019 being a step up from 2018, this disastrous season. And people forget that Steve Kime did that. So I don't know why you get credit for putting your team back to the you know, Mesozoic era, talent-wise. Uh, overall, it's just, it's just a weird thing. Uh, and I think a lot of fans have Stockholm Syndrome like, well, got to trust the GM because they've become robotic and not look with their eyes and see that he's cratered the young talent via the draft because he hasn't drafted anybody really of consequence besides Kyler Murray and Buda Baker and maybe Byron Murphy. Yeah. And you traded away your first round pick this year, drafted mm. linebackers two years in a row from there. What, you know, what kind of young core do you have to go going forward? Yeah. I'm with you on time. Um, I don't know if you saw this on pro football focus this week, they ranked the head coaches and Kingsbury, I think was like fifth or fourth. I mean, I almost collapsed, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he's closer to being unemployed than he is a top 10 head coach. Um, it's really funny you say that. Like, <laughs> like, listen, Matt, I just got done interviewing the person who was responsible for making that graph. Oh, okay. Three minutes ago. Connor wow. McQuiston for Pro Football Focus. He I'm had sure a double he's a major. Fine dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I trust yeah, yeah. me. Trust me. I, I opened the floodgates. Like, what sorcery was that? Did you just make something <laughs> up? And and the way he described it, and the way he described it was really, really interesting. He said that it was he put a value at the see the thing, the reason why he was so high, like just I'm Tarantinoing it here. Mm-hmm. Kyle Murray's on a rookie scale contract. So it kind of gears it more towards well, he doesn't have a proven star 30 to 40 million dollar quarterback. So that's why he was ranked a little bit higher. If Kyler was already on his second rookie second deal he would have been more in the 8 to 12 range. But it's kind of a loose, win-above-replacement kind of thing. It's yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Really smart dude. But, yeah, I was like, what kind of wizardry is this? I don't believe you, so I had to have him on the pod. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, on our Steelers show, we noticed that he was like six spots ahead of Tomlin and yeah. kind of made light of it. You know? Well, and the reason for that was because Ben Roethlisberger is making a lot of money and their offense right, wasn't right. good. He brought that up in the in the interview also. So okay. placated, he is a double major in math and physics from, from Michigan. He knows what he's talking about. But it was just an interesting model. Uh, but the, the, the football guys out there will ask, did he play? I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I played play. Um, I had two interceptions I'm, my eighth grade year in oh, football. So, dang, okay. I mean, I think I'm warranted. Yeah. You're, you were a flanker? I was lockdown. a corner. I was a lockdown corner. Lockdown, okay. Oh, outside okay. corner. Okay. Of course, outside corner. Eighth grade, man. Okay. Give me the big boys. Right. Yeah. It's a good thing you, eight grade, eighth grade Alex didn't run into eighth grade Peacock because it would have been trouble. I was, the, uh, I was the Ed McCaffrey of my you were. flag football. <laughs> you both would have had your way with me. Did you wear uh, punter um, pads? Yes, absolutely. No, no wristbands, no gloves, <laughs> minimal bars. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, was this an immediate reaction to knowing that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be suspended? Or do you think this is a move that was going to happen anyway? And we, are we talking basketball on grass? What's this offense going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I don't know. Like, there are rumblings either way that they knew they didn't know. This was to placate Kyler Murray. Uh, this was the Steve Keim overcorrection from Steve Wilkes to Cliff Kingsbury. And then 2020 and 2021 with Isaiah Simmons and uh, and Zayvon Collins. You know what? We're going to overcorrect here, baby. We're going to draft. We're going to trade for a wide receiver and then draft a tight end in the second round at best available. This offense should be a top five offense without question in points per game. And I feel like Hollywood Brown, you know, they played together five years ago for 10 games. So you know for sure that this is going to work in the NFL. I, I, pass rush, interior defensive line, offensive line, corner. And then like, I don't know how many actual uh, positions there are in football. Second to last probably would have been wide receiver in the first round for me. And last would be quarterback. Is it also right. looking, looking ahead to his contract? Is that also okay? Well, we know we're not going to be paying DeAndre Hopkins at the same time as we're going to be paying right. Hollywood Brown once we now have to re up Hollywood Brown because we spent a first round pick trading for him. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's an interesting part, man. It's like, oh, cool, they've got him on a rookie scale deal. Ask Debo Samuel if that matters, ask AJ Brown if that matters, ask any other wide receiver that's been in the league three years. It's like, you know what, I'm not waiting. So you're going to get him at one. You're going to get him this year for cheap. I think two mil or something. And then he balls out like he's supposed to 1300 yards, eight to 10 touchdowns, you know, maybe a couple rushing touchdowns, depending on how they use him. You think he's going to play, you think he's going to play for the last year was rookie scale deal next year. I just don't like, maybe he will. And I'm not saying, Oh, he won't. And he's going to want this and he's going to want this. But if he blows up, he won't. Yeah. Look at what we're seeing. If this works the way it's supposed to, He's going to want to get paid next year, and maybe rightfully so. And then you're in a conundrum where it's like you no longer have a controllable player for five years potentially. You have a controllable player for zero years, and you gave away a first-round pick. So I hope it works. And listen, it's going to be sexy as hell. They have all the options. They have all the weapons. They have all the weapons. So I just I was shocked when I saw the trade on draft data. We got to talk about things on the defensive side of the ball and, and maybe take a peek into the NFC West where, Alex, you think those Cardinals are amongst the, the other teams in the West. But first, I want to let the folks out there know about Blue Nile. At Blue Nile, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams, maybe gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece and uh, and all at prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. And the best part of... BlueNile.com is the .com part. You know, you don't have to walk into a store and not know what the hell you're doing and get upsold on something. You can talk to somebody 24-7 that is there just to help you find exactly the right jewelry piece for the person you are buying it for, whether it's for mom, whether you're trying to take your relationship to the next level. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, either via phone or chat to help you find the right jewelry piece at the right budget. And that is something I would absolutely need when I'm making this kind of purchase. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Peacock and Williamson listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive that includes engagement rings as well. So use promo code locked on. Again, that is promo code locked on for the $50 off. Plus every order is insured, ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. 
Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We do have a favor to ask of you. A survey has been put up at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. And to thank you for taking part in said survey, uh, you can potentially win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. And it shouldn't take too long to complete this survey, and it gives you an opportunity to let us know what you like and what you don't like about your favorite Locked On podcasts. If you want, for example, Alex Clancy to find a new co-host after Bo Brock sadly left the network, you can let everybody know at uh, on this survey at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Again, LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals joining us today. I always have fun chatting with Alex. We talk multiple times per year doing the crossovers when it's 49ers versus Cardinals. Uh, so look, you two are um, cute together. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's- 2017, man. I think we started the same year. We did? Maybe been before crossovers, yeah. Five years in, still not as long as Williamson has been part of the network, though. Yeah. OG, uh, Williamson is the OG locked the, on NFL. The first on the NFL side in locked yeah. on history. How about that? Pretty Founding father of the football side. Amazing. All right, Alex, I got some stuff to ask you. Big picture about this team that's going to sound negative, but it also makes me question – the foundation in which this organization is built on. And some of that is ownership, GM, head coach related. But I don't think as an outsider looking in, it was an accident that when my man Larry hung it up as the leader of this team and as a stalwart Cardinal, maybe the best Cardinal of all time, and they go and they draft a guy like Kyler Murray, who's young, I don't want to say immature, but it doesn't sound like he's the first guy in the building, last guy out type of guy. Fine immensely talented. I'm a Kyler fan, but Larry goes and then they go sign or add Rodney Hudson, AJ Green, JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just a lot of established former stars, still stars, leaders. I think that's by design. Yeah. uh, You know, DeAndre Hopkins was, I mean, I, I think I popped a vocal cord when I saw the trade. He was my favorite wide receiver in the NFL. And then to see yeah. they took David Johnson's full contract and he only had to give up a second Amazing, and a fourth. Yeah. Just like, okay, I don't even, like if they traded if they traded David Johnson and a and a second to get a fourth back, that would have been a win, even if it wasn't with DeAndre Hopkins involved, because right. they took all that money off the cap. You you're you're on a path of um correctness. And also, I think the futility in the draft um, spearheads the majority of this. Makes sense, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's sure JJ Watt only got forty million over three years, which you know, whatever. Like he's JJ Watt. They're building a different culture, at least the players. Mm-hmm. And Rodney JJ Watt had Zayvon Collins rolling down a fairway because he forgot breakfast sandwiches ten minutes into being. I said that he was already a better leader before playing one game than Patrick Peterson was in the entirety of his Arizona Cardinals career. And it's true. I mean, Mm -hmm. J.J. Watt is just – he just does it. Rodney Hudson is an absolute all-pro bona fide star center. And he's a guy that you hope will retire an Arizona Cardinal, happily give up a third-round pick for him. But again, third-round pick, off the books. DeAndre Hopkins, second and fourth-round pick, off the books. Like, the futility in the draft. Steve Keim pretends that he knows what he's doing. He doesn't. He's the worst drafting GM since 2013, okay? The trading up for Josh Rosen 
And then drafting Kyler Murray, like people give him credit for Kyler Murray. He was running on a post. I still think like if you told me they took <laughs> Nick Bosa yeah, and yeah, Kyler yeah. Murray went somewhere else, I would say Nick Bosa all day. Are you kidding me? Like, and you just run it back with Josh Rosen and whatever. But I feel like Steve Kime puts his coaches and players in a tough situation because you never know when one injury goes down. They don't have the depth. I, I call the Cardinals an elephant walking on a sheet of ice. You don't know how thick the ice is. First part of the season, it was the middle of winter. Second part of the season, summer was breaking up the ice. and They're falling through it, having this unceremonious collapse after starting 10-2. Steve Kime is a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. And it's just different players, different numbers, different positions. And hopefully Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, et cetera, can change the trajectory of everything we've known since 2013. Okay, that, I'm, I'm sorry to interject again, but that leads me to the second part of my question slash concern about the 2022 Cardinals is I expect their first two months of the season to be glorious. Maybe, you know, I just don't see how Kyler Murray, James Conner, an already suspended Hopkins, two tiny receivers in Moore and Brown, J.J. Watt, are going to be the same players in December. You know, I just don't think that they are – just don't have the, the longevity to give me 17 real games. Yeah, and I think they've got 11 million cap space, so I think that they still need to add players on the defense. I know Brian wanted to chat about that a little bit. Like the offense, the roster was level last year. It's like this in favor of the offense this year. No, so the defense is taking a step back, and the offense is going to be the focal point, whether – it works or not, they have all of the tools. There is I have no, no reason problem with that. Like Cliff Kingsbury, well, but no, but that's the thing though, is like just a last year DeAndre Hopkins people. went out. Right, but DeAndre Hopkins went out last year, everything collapsed. They're like, you know mm-hmm. what? That ain't happening again. So now they have all of the offensive weapons that they need. There are zero excuses why this offense should not put up a 30 burger or a game or close to it. There's no reason. Now the defense, that's where it kind of tips the scales back. And that's going to be the issue down the stretch as the defense is currently constructed, in my opinion. Because you have Buda Baker, Byron Murphy's maybe a CB1. We don't know. We'll see if Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are worth their merit with Jordan Hicks out in the inside of the linebacking room. And they've got a third-round pick as their lead pass rusher with Marcus Golden. That's what they're rolling with. So um, down the stretch, when it gets cold and they have to go on the road and run the ball and get and you know convert third and eights, to continue drives to win games that are absolutely necessary, that's where Cliff Kingsbury's play calling is going to be under a spotlight again. It's easy in a vacuum. Any team can win in a vacuum. Look at what the 49ers have done with Jimmy Garoppolo, without Jimmy Garoppolo. In a vacuum, without good coaching, it only goes so far. And that's where Shanahan and Lynch, who built out rosters, who drafted well, are able to have a sustainable roster of players get hurt. George Kittle went down in their winning games. DeAndre Hopkins goes down, and then they're just closing up shop the second half of the season. That's where the loss of Detroit last year was all I needed to see. I, I just envisioned Kyler Murray with a hamstring and but James Conner's been out for two months and the, one of the other little guys is getting pushed around. And, you know. Yeah, and I you got Mar- Marquise yeah. Brown and uh, Rondell Moore – are about the same size as eighth grade Alex Clancy that we talked about <laughs> earlier. So, yeah. yeah, but I had speed. They didn't have that speed in eighth grade. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, uh, but but I think the only fallacy here that 
you know, I'm not a Kyle. I'm not an anything homer. I try mm-hmm. to give a very honest approach, positive, negative, whatever. I, as everybody does, that doesn't make me special, but like, I feel like the injury stuff is severely overblown. If they were two and four last year, when he got hurt, he would have played two of those three games. You know, it, like it, 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 with Cole McCoy, they went two and one. That was more about the defense and Cole McCoy being able to be a game manager. I think Kyler Murray this year is going to take the Josh Allen leap that he took in year three. I just do. And because look, look at where those young quarterbacks went to Buffalo, one of the most stable organizations with Sean McDonough that we've seen over the last five or seven years, Kansas city with Andy Reid, stop it. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson, maybe the most stable organization top to bottom in the NFL. Like, and then, you know, Russell Wilson went when they were stable in the Pacific Northwest, the Cardinals, they, they tell people they are, but they're not. And that's kind of Kyler's got to learn. And I think this is the leap for him. I think this is the leap year for him. And I think injury concerns are going to be a thing of the past. Honestly, he's going to be, he's going to be have nagging injuries, but him at 80% is still better than 20 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I agree. Alex, do you have time to hang out for a third segment here? Yeah, let's, okay. let's rock. There's still some things that we're going to hash out here with these Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Some specifics on the defensive side of the ball. Talk a little bit more about the NFC West, where you think the Cardinals are there. But I got to let the folks out there know about Built Bar. And, and somebody messaged me on Twitter and said that I'm saying it wrong with the new flavor of Built Bar, caramel brownie. I say caramel. Guys, caramel? Caramel? How do we caramel. say it? Caramel. The, the second brownie. A is, you know, yeah, caramel. Yeah, the second yeah. A is questionable. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip that second A, go caramel brownie <laughs> for those of you uh, who are mad about the caramel earlier. Uh, don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? Well, how about caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. And what if I told you you can have all of that chewy chocolatey goodness and 17 grams of protein, low calorie, low sugar. That's exactly what the new caramel brownie bars are at builds.com you can find them right now but you got to go quick because they're a fan favorite and they might disappear very very fast at built.com we're talking 130 calories 17 grams of protein only four grams of sugar so replace those brownies those regular brownies and replace those other tasteless protein bars with the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and built's new caramel brownie flavor Best part, come with brownie covered in 100% real chocolate, as are most built bars. So you really feel like you're getting a treat. You're not, uh, you know, to try to eat healthy and eat low calorie and low sugar, usually you have to sacrifice taste. And you do not have to do that with built bars. And all you got to do is go to built.com and use our promo code to get 15% off a box of caramel brownie bars or puff bars or any flavor you want or Get a mixed box of Built Bars if you're not sure what flavor you want. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You look at rosters throughout the offseason and, and what a team looks like, and, and you you always think about the additions, and you got Hollywood Brown, and you've got you know some names, but I look at what – the Cardinals lost and I'm worried the Cardinals got worse because you talked about, you know, the flash that they have on off offense, but you know, the substance of a football team is up front and on defense and getting after opposing teams, quarterbacks. And there's some good quarterbacks in the NFC West losing Chandler Jones. How big of a loss is that to you, Alex? And did the Cardinals get better this off season or did they get worse because of, of some of the losses like that? Um, you know, I've, I've really struggled with this. 
uh, trying to see if they got worse or they've taken a step back because the offense on paper has gotten better and the defense obviously losing Chandler Jones. Jordan Hicks is a big loss, and people don't yeah. – people just don't, you know? And he's like – Jordan Hicks – this is the type of person Jordan Hicks – and I'll get to the rest of it in just a sec. Like, this is the type of person Jordan Hicks is. Steve Kime said Zayvon Collins is going to be the week one starter in May of last year, okay? Jordan, you can request a trade. You know what? We'll give you permission to request a trade. Thank you for your services. Uh, this young, unproven guy who really hasn't played a whole lot of inside linebacker, that's going to be our guy because I'm right. I'm Steve Kime. I'm right. Jordan, thank you. We don't need you anymore. Request a trade. He ends up being the best inside linebacker on the roster last year. He's obviously lost a step in coverage, but the leadership, the cohesion of the linebacker room was him as the captain. He's gone. Uh, I don't know who they replaced him with. Nick Vigil? Um, it's not Zayvon Collins or so, Isaiah Simmons. Are, are they even so linebackers the, yet at this point in their pro careers? Yeah, the silver lining of all of this is, and I and, and I understand the the condescension in your voice, Brian Peacock of Locked On Forty ers as well. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. You they're and talented. I, you and I, will save our battles. <laughs> I mean, they're like, talented. They're freakishly talented guys, yes. but uh, it's more than height, weight, speed for playing linebacker in the NFL. If that works. And you have two inside linebackers who never there's in the NFL. There's never been two inside linebackers on the same roster that have been that height, that weight, and that skill set ever, ever. It just doesn't happen. Six three two fifty. It's just like it just doesn't. If that works, and Zayvon Collins takes a step forward and becomes the guy in coverage you think he can be, and it becomes the pass rusher uh, in in opt- uh, opportunistic times that he can be. If you can unleash Isaiah Simmons, who is legitimately built in a lab, like. His hit on Cam Newton that ended up being a 15-yard penalty and they lost the game because of it, that's what sticks out in my mind. He had a goal-line stop, Brian Peacock, on Trey Lance on fourth down in a game the 49ers probably should have won. He had a fourth down, fourth and goal stop, where he and he got taken off the field. He got hurt after the play. The dude is special. And I don't know, Williamson, you've done a lot of scouting in your life with the NFL and otherwise. Like, I don't know, and I know football. I don't know X's and O's like a lot of guys on this on this platform. I don't know why you wouldn't just say, see quarterback, hit quarterback, go. Like Hassan Reddick yeah. could fit in Isaiah Simmons' pocket, and Hassan Reddick had 12, 10 or 11 sacks in, in this system two years ago. What the silver lining of all of this is, if that works, Vance Joseph has the ability to elevate talent. We saw it in 2020 when Chandler Jones went out. That pass rush got better. And that's something that we're going to need to see this year if this defense is going to be a top half of the NFL defense. There's still guys, Justin Houston still out there, uh, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, I would just throw money at Adamic and Sue or somebody to come in and fill a hole with with some veteran presence because they do have 11 mil on the cap. So, Peacock, like that, it's the question mark. That's the step back. And they haven't done a whole lot to replace Chandler Jones. And naysayers will say that Chandler Jones hadn't done a whole lot over the last couple of years, except for a couple of huge games with strip sets, et cetera. So I think it's safe to say we have a pretty good inkling what you think of as of Steve Kime as a drafter. So I think you've made that pretty clear. Well, but what do you think about Steve Kime as a drafter? You do an you do a daily NFL show. Yeah. You tell me, like, no, and this isn't like a rhetorical. Like no, I'm I maybe too close to it. But like you have been an NFL scout before. You did it for two decades. What is the disconnect? Maybe I flubbed those numbers, sorry. But, like, what is the disconnect between Steve Kime with the eighth pick, with the 16th pick or whatever it was, 
with like Kyler Murray. Like I get the Kyler Murray pick if you're gonna if you're gonna sign Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I get it, but like everything after that, where Elijah Mitchell, he wasn't a first round pick, you know, and he's the lead back for a 49ers. Was he sixth round pick? Like after the first two rounds, Steve Keim. He could have had, and I'll let you, sorry, he could have done the greatest flip in NFL trade history on the dra- on draft day by trading Josh Rosen for a second-round pick that could have turned into DK Metcalf, and they drafted Andy Isabella. Yeah. It could have been Deontay Johnson. It could have been Terry McLaurin. And it's it's like those guys went to big schools, and Andy Isabella went to UMass. I think that's Steve Kime in a nutshell. Yeah, well, he I, did get another I, GM to take David Johnson off his hands. I got back I, but there were reports that I that like, was owner to owner. That was I, that was McNair to, to Bidwell. I might I blame Houston more than I commend it. <laughs> yeah, <on that> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's ineptitude. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I like I. The it's never the player's fault that gets drafted to the Cardinals. The fit is just Isaiah Simmons when Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills. Like when these guys are there and you put him in a position he's never really played before. Zayvon Collins are doubling down when you could have drafted an offensive lineman or a corner or a wide receiver last year. It's it's not the player. It's not their fault that they got drafted into a situation that isn't necessarily the optimal fit for either side. I hundred percent hear you. And just wanted to touch again on their most recent first picks in draft, Trey McBride, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. Do you think the McBride pick indicates we're going to see a lot more 12 personnel? I mean, they got a lot of receivers. I don't know if that's the best move or not, but I like it. And I'm not defending time. I don't think he's a great drafter by any means. But I, I think if you take Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, you have to have a very clear developmental plan in place because mm-hmm. some of these guys that are do it all unbelievable athletes, they still have to go to a position room every day and play a position first. You know, it's great that they can be slot corners and edge pass rushers and free safeties, but you got to be a linebacker first and then the dessert and all the other stuff is on top of that. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. it, it, I it's think just player like, development it, is sort of to blame too. It's just, and it's a different model. It's kind of a hybrid coaching model because Cliff Kingsbury yeah. doesn't touch the defense. So you right, know, Van right. Joseph, maybe Van Joseph could use a, an extra set of eyes and the head coach doesn't offer that. Now it, and it's not, com- it's not completely out of the realm of normalcy that that happens, but that's, that's so maybe there is some blame going on with, with Van Joseph. I, I obviously he's not devoid, but I think that they're not on the field because they're not the best player at that position. Those yeah. last two years, I don't think it's because it's not like, oh, you got to play him. Why do you have to play him? Because Steve kind of drafted the wrong player. It's a self-fulfilling thing that's constantly happened. Um, with Trey McBride, though, th- to touch on that, I'm fascinated. If he's a George yeah, Kittle too. clone, he only had three touchdowns last year, I think. If that at Colorado State. Um, my favorite says Josh Allen didn't even make the Mountain West Conference all, all conference when he got drafted. And then look at what's happened to him. Trey McBride, he could be a year away. They could use him as somewhat of a blocker and, and run a lot of 12 personnel. The, it, the thing is, Steve uh, Cliff Kingsbury never used his tight end in college. No, so it's like, right. what are we – well, I mean, you could line him up anywhere. You could line him up in the X or the Y. They're just big dudes. I mean, Zach Ertz, obviously, is, is going to be more on the slot. He's going to line up more in the tight end position. But you can move Trey McBride wherever the hell you want. And I think that that is the flexibility with, with Cliff Kingsbury – at, at the controls that I think will, will, will bear a lot of fruits. I, I give Steve Kime a lot of crap, but 
if this works, it's, it's going to be sexy as hell. Yeah. Like, like they could, if this works, cause I know you're going to ask me this next, Brian, because I know you so well, they could, they could contend for the division crown. They could. And I think a lot of that is on the heels of Seattle being two easy wins as currently constructed, which is something neither the 49ers nor the Cardinals have been able to um, take advantage of because they've always been towards the bottom when not all four teams are good and Seattle is towards the top. So it should be nice to get a couple easy dubs. Alex, will the Arizona Cardinals contend for the NFC West title in 2022? Not could, will they? Let me double back on that. Better chance that they are division champs or that Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime are unemployed next year. Oh, division champs. They're winning the Super Bowl before before they get fired. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I guess it's a Steve Kime has the Bill there. Self contract forever. You get investigated <laughs> by the FBI. Kansas says, you know what? Fine, Allen yeah. Fieldhouse is yours, baby, for as long as you want. Steve Kime has a deal in perpetuity, and Cliff Kingsbury seems to do the same. Um, I, You know what? I do think they will contend. I had like I looked at the I, I looked too. at the schedule and with with DeAndre Hopkins out I think they need to sign a wide receiver because the first six games are murderers row and they play the Rams the Chargers and the and the Raiders in the first six weeks but then they have a winnable six game stretch where I think they're going to be over five hundred going into their bye week and I think they're going to win eleven games like if you're going to believe the model if you're going to trust the offense and I am a believer of Kyler Murray. He's going to get you two wins. That's what quarterbacks do. That's what great quarterbacks do. And we'll see if the defense can hold up. But, I, yes, I do think they will contend. I don't think the Rams are going to be – like, the Rams were a 40 – like, the, the end of the year last year was more the Cardinals than the Rams. The Rams just were gifted a box of Bilt Bars, and the Cardinals just threw them a box of damn Bilt Bars for the division crown. So I think it was more of that. So, yes, I do think they will contend. Wow, the Cardinals must not play the 49ers in that stretch of winnable games there in, in 2022. I think, isn't it backloaded? I think they play in the middle of the season and towards the end. Uh, they play, I believe they play week 17. Yeah. Or week 18. Yeah. Yes, sweet 17. mother. That's not going to be a fun. That's, that's going to be, be a lot game. of fun. And yeah, I think that, I mean, look, they were within one game last year. The Cardinals were second place in the West, 11 and six. Niners were 10 and seven. <laughs> and one game ahead of the Cardinals was the Rams at 12 and five and I, the Seahawks got worse and they were already in the caboose at seven to 10. So uh, those three teams, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to look like, but the, the 49ers still should be able to run the ball, still have a defense. We know what the Rams are. I think the Rams took a tiny step back. Uh, the Cardinals better on offense, worse on defense. How's that all going to look? I don't know, but man, those three teams, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. The 49ers, you know, exactly. It's like the movie Rockstar. It doesn't matter who the lead singer is. It's going to look the same. And yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure they're going to sign Debo. And that he's going to make a lot of money, and then they'll, you know, they'll trade him in two years. You know, whatever. It's, it, it's the recipe for everything. George Kittle's going to be there forever. Nick Bosa is going to be there forever. Fred Warner is still the most underrated, best linebacker in the NFL. They've done it. They've done it. They've done it through the draft. They've done it. And all they have to do is just watch the money print. And we'll see what happens with Trey Lance. Even if it doesn't work, you can win 10 games or 11 games with Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got it. And it's just going to be different numbers, different players, same S for the 49ers from now and pretty much in perpetuity with those two guys, Lynch and Shanahan. <laughs> that is Alex Clancy. You can find him every day on locked on Cardinals. You can find him on Twitter at Clancy's corner. Alex, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for jump, jumping on with us uh, here today on Peacock and Williamson. You got it guys. Awesome. And thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back tomorrow, right here, Peacock and Williamson.